Blog Talk Radio. Are you, are you muted? Muted, muted, muted. live broadcasting in the metro Atlanta area. It is an awesome evening. It's Wednesday night. We are excited, and we are live, and we have our dogs in the studio, so don't be alarmed. You're going to hear a little bit of feedback, but that's okay. I hope everyone is doing extremely well this evening. Tonight, we are uh, really excited about What's on Your Mind, Atlanta, and we are going to have a great show tonight. We have the premiere of The Legal Voice with Valerie Vi, attorney that is located right here in Metro Atlanta that's practicing law in the Florida, excuse me, in Georgia and in Maryland. Um, that show is going to start at 8 p.m. tonight. So tonight we always start our pre-show with What's On Your Mind Atlanta, which has been a, a fantastic segment. Many people have been excited about having the opportunity to speak freely. So this is what the segment is about. We actually started this during the time period when there was a lot of wintery conditions in the Atlanta market. We have now just really infused it into our broadcast, and I think it's working very well and very vivid uh, in regards to being able to speak about things that are going on in Metro Atlanta and beyond. So if you would like to be a part of our broadcast, we encourage you to call in at 347-826-7520. And that gives you an opportunity to speak with us live and take part in our conversation. Now, if you're also social media ahead like most of us are, there's over billions of people on Facebook, millions of people on Twitter. So what we're going to encourage you to do is follow us on Twitter at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. We're also on Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network. And what we're going to do is uh, allow Ms. Jazzy to come in and say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Jazzy, the tiredest person in the entire universe, or maybe just in our studio. We have been crazy all day. We have live audience in the studio. Yes, you do. Everybody make some noise. Okay, we turned up Atlanta. If you guys have not had an opportunity, you're hearing it live tonight. This is what's on your mind, Atlanta, Jazzy. And tonight we're going to talk about friendship and love, how vivid how how uh, how appropriate tonight, considering that we're surrounded around friendships and true love in our space, and we'll hope that everyone that is listening is also surrounded by friendship and love, even if it's within your immediate family or extended family, wouldn't you say? I say most definitely you always want to find love wherever you can find it. And a lot of times you don't find love in those places that you're looking for. You know, you heard that song, looking for love in all the wrong places. So you have to always remember that love is so 
present in everything. There's love all around you, but you have to open your eyes so that you can know that it's there. So as you said, as Sunny our producer has said tonight, we are surrounded by loving friends. We want to be able to do this. So um, going forward, you'll start hearing a live um, audience at least once a month. We want to get our people in and whether they can tell you how they're feeling and we can just shoot the breeze and have a good time. Absolutely. We really, really are excited about um, our new series that has started last night on my show, but definitely before every show we're going to now have What's On Your Mind Atlanta so we can know exactly what's on your mind. So listen, if you guys are listening into the show, thank you so much, Jazzy. If you want to talk and speak, just hit the one on your phone, and we will see you and cue you in and bring you on to our panels for you to speak vividly. So tonight, you know what, it has been a beautiful day. I haven't been outside as much as I wanted, but I've been extremely busy today. And our phone lines are lit up. we got calls ranging from everywhere. Um, so like I said, if you would like to speak with us live, just hit the one key whenever the motion of the emotion of love just moves you. Yes, yes. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Won't he do it? <laughs> so we actually had, just to recap last night, we premiered our, our new spring season with the Bear Truth Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, and we had the best unexpected, we did. Uh, unexpected guest, yes, uh, that called in a doctor that's also a filmmaker, and he chimed into our show and had an opportunity to speak vividly about some independent films that he's done. People just so, making so much noise in the background. I love live studio. That's what happens when you're in the studio. You this can is, hear the real account. We need to, to rename this show um, Cooking and Chatting and Conversating in the studio and drink a lady. I don't drink a lady. Drink a lady. That's the new buzzword for tonight. Drink a lady, people. Yes, it started here on Live My Radio. What the hell is drink a lady? What is what is that? First and foremost, guys, Jazzy doesn't even drink. So you see, that's what happens when you have non-alcoholic drinkers. They make up words like drink a lady. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling. You. But it's a lot of fun. But like you said last night, we had such an unexpected guest that called in, and if he has the cool list name in the world. This is Dr. Z. Dr. Z, honey. I mean, how do you just go to your doctor and go, hi, may I speak to Dr. Z, please? That's the coolest. So he gave us a surprise call, let us know where he started from all the way in Pakistan, all the way in San Francisco now doing big, big things, and we just appreciate him. Matter of fact, he's going to actually be coming in next Tuesday with us on the Bear Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers and going to be talking to us about... I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to let you find I'm out. You're going to let that one out the bag already. Huh? I'm going to let you find out. So you have to actually go on our website, go on Facebook, follow us on Twitter so that you can hear what that show is going to be about. But, yeah, we had a great time. So we definitely wanted to bring it back tonight, have a great time tonight with our, with our friends, our family, and um, let's see what's on their mind for the evening. Oh, yes, and if you want to speak with us, I promise you, we got about 50 people right here in queue listening to this show, so hit the one key. If you want to say something, feel free to speak your mind. So let's talk about friendship and love. I want to just make mention that, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people define friendship only with external relationships, but it's important to have friendships within relationships, whether they're intimate uh, you know, family as well as friends. I think that it's important that people know how invaluable it is to have friendships 
and to take advantage of the opportunities to show love within those friendships. Wouldn't you agree, Jazzy? Okay, Jazzy just skewed it out on me, so whatever. Excuse me, what did you say? Sorry, I was visiting the studio, guys. (laughs) That's what happens when you have 50 people in. You have to be the host of the show and the studio people. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was just saying how wonderful it is to procure friendships and really nurture them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to you know, really express the gratitude that I have right now because I'm surrounded with a room full of friends and we're so excited to have them in the studio with us tonight. And look, I'm getting love as I'm on the line right now. Isn't that wonderful? I'm See, telling you. Love is about. I'm telling you, when you are the producer, you, you heard me. I got two sugars. Y'all heard that. <laughs> You just get extras. This is amazing. Well, you know what? We have couples that have been um, married in here. We have singles that are happily single. We have singles looking for relationships. And uh, you have just me and Sonny, the producer. So there you go. But we have a good working relationship, and we just, we're together all the time trying to make the best of our shows and our opportunities. But we wanted to find out what is the successes of the relationships that have been together, and then some of the ideas of our singles um, of why they haven't found anyone and or why they don't want to find anyone because everybody is not upset being single. I need you all to know that, Atlanta. Everybody's not mad at who they are as a single woman or a single man. We happen to be in the studio with a whole bunch of uh, women tonight. It's, it's Women's Empowerment Ladies Night. Yeah, this night. is called the sisterhood. This, it's is, sisterhood. The, this is the la-la sisterhood. <laughs> Not the ya-ya, the, the la-la. Yes, yeah, the la-la girls. So know, um, right? what we wanted to do, I, I want to start off by saying that, you know, it, in relationship it takes work. Number one, people, I know I've heard this in so many places, and I know years ago I used to say the same thing, that I don't want a relationship if I got to work. I work at my job. I work in my career. I do all this work. I don't have to... I don't want to have to work a relationship. But you know what, guys? You do have to work it. But just like I work on this radio, I enjoy my work. And I think it is important to find relationships that you enjoy the work of it, that you enjoy knowing that, you know, you can be with somebody that compliments you and you compliment them back. So it's not hard working the relationship if you like the person. First of all, you like yourself. Second of all, you like the person. You don't mind working the relationship. So I can say out of all of my trials and my errors prior to my current relationship, I am now in a place where I understand that you work it because you enjoy it. So be passionate about anything that you do, even the relationship, and guess what? It tends to work out a whole lot better, a whole, whole lot better, at least Absolutely. in my at least in my own experience. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm a baby in my relationship going strong two years in now. So I finally got it, and, I learn, and I'm learning it more and more every day, learning it more and more every day about how to do things better. But I think I would have to say my number one is definitely working the relationship, being passionate about what I'm working, and loving myself and loving my partner. Oh, my God, that is awesome, guys. I think that tonight 
just propels us to have a great um, attitude towards expectations. And I think that it's important that, you know, even if you do not, like a lot of times people desire to have friendships that are genuine and they want them to be long-lasting. So I think the first friendship and the first relationship starts with yourself. And it's important that you acknowledge the value of your own friendship with, within yourself. And then um, just start to really speak into the universe what it is that you desire to have in relationships. And I guarantee you'll start to see those things levitate towards you. So I want to tell all of those that are listening to our show right now, if you're on the line, you would like to speak to us live, just hit the one on your key. We will bring you in into the actual show. You know, our, our, our people are just live and excited tonight. Do you hear them in the studio? This is, this is awesome. This is how you really go for um, bringing the atmosphere into your home, into your workplace, especially for those who are working within, you know, corporate America. Um, even though you're working in your own company and you're surrounded by people, try to make it as interactive and exciting as possible. Bring the friendship ramifications. You know, if you are, you know, self-employed, still, you know, establish your guidelines. But at the same time, you know, make it to where people are able to approach you and develop a relationship. And I think the trust, the loyalty, and all those good things will develop. So um, this actual show, What's On Your Mind Atlanta, is our pre-show. And we actually do this for 30 minutes, so we try to use it as a warmer for our premiere shows that start at 8 p.m. So if you're new to Loudmouth Radio, we're broadcasting Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You have the opportunity to archive these shows, and you can go visit our website at loudmouthradio.com and speak with us. Uh, Jazz, we have somebody that would like to talk to us. Carly, you're live on Loudmouth Radio. Come on into the crazy studio. Hello. Carly, you're live. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, how how are you? Welcome. Hi, wonderful. I just have a question. Yes. All right. I'm in a new relationship. We talked for three years and then committed last July. Hi, I don't know if I'm being over... I don't know how to even... Okay, I'm finding some things about her that that are bothersome. As far as... Okay, that are bothersome? Yes. Okay. You know how you you have to have communication in a relationship, first and foremost. Absolutely. Communication is A relationship is, is a job, and you have to work at it. We both exactly. Work, we both work at least 12 hours a day, so we set time aside to talk. And there's a distance. I'm in New York, and she's in New Orleans. Wow. So this makes oh, wow. it even harder. You're in New York, right. and she's in New Orleans? Yes. I'm oh, moving. Wow. I'm relocating there. It's not hard for me. I would prefer to move anyway. I'm tired of New York. Mm-hmm. So my issue yeah, is whenever it's time for a serious, <laughs> cold is not the word. <laughs> whenever it's time for a serious conversation, as far as where she sees us going, uh-huh. I get, um, you should already know, you shouldn't have to ask that. If I knew that, I wouldn't be asking. Or if something has transpired between the two of us, it's a small, minor argument. I want to talk about it. It's either mm-hmm. she just got off work, she don't feel like talking about it, or she's on her day off. Don't ru- don't ruin the moment. 
to me, that's avoiding the situation. Wait a minute, not you're, you're right. being told not to ruin the moment when you want to. She's telling me, okay, I get this. It's, I feel like it's, it's mm, an excuse. Either okay. I just got off work and I'm tired. Let me calm down, mellow out, whatever. Fine, I'll give you an hour or two. Or it's my day off. You're stressing me. You're taking the. You're, you're ruining my moment. And I'll just look at the phone like, you know, Jesus, is it me? Wow. And I can see if we were younger. I'm 51. Mm-hmm. She's 47. I'm not a oh, child. Okay. I'm not a baby. Oh, wow. No, not at all. She's like a little girl. You're used to dealing with 30 to 35-year-olds. I, right. I have an opinion. I have a mouth. If right. you, This is not something that you're used to dealing with. We need to stop, evaluate what's going on. Right. I don't say I wasted three time, three years um, getting to know her. What I feel like is this. If it's not going to progress any further than this, we might as well stop. Well, so, let how me long have you guys been together? <laughs> three I'm years, sorry. We've right? been conversing for three years, and okay. we both and agreed. Bu- the conversation, you have to get to know each other. Now it's going to come the closeness because I'm moving there. Not in the same okay. house. Do you, do you guys consider yourselves in a committed relationship? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You, first and foremost, are you calling because you wanted to tell us because that's on your mind, and so we can just listen and be like, girl, we, hey, we heard you, or do you want one of us or all of us to be back? I need other people's opinions on if I'm overreacting. Should I? My best friend keeps telling me, we've been in this relationship now for nine months. She keeps mm-hmm. telling me to give her time. Um, nine months and you can't open up to talk to me? Nine we months of talking, but three years of talking, right? Right. Okay, so it, this We didn't is, get physical until July, so it took a whole nother turn. Now it's like, even if I tell her I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to walk away and just let this be like it is so that there's no animosity, I don't mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. hating you, you don't hate me, I get that you're not going anywhere, you're stuck. You're never, I'm never stuck. Exactly. It'll hurt like right. hell because I, when I tell you she's... You, you don't find... A person that you mesh with every day on every level, but then when that one little bump comes and you want to talk about it, you just feel like, damn. Okay, let me let me just I'll give you my two cents. Okay, and it's just always my own. It doesn't have to be yours because every relationship is based upon the individual. So right. if I go, no, I wouldn't do that. That really would be a true statement. It would just be I. It doesn't have to be you, but I'll give you my own thoughts of, of certain things. Been in relationships, like I said, when we started out the show, it took me a long time to get it, and I now finally get it, okay? First mm-hmm. and foremost, you called and said, okay, this is what is going on. But then you answered yourself halfway into the conversation about saying, if we don't have open communication, then I don't need to continue. If we cannot get past this point, then we don't need to continue. So if you've already... Now, now one, one or two things has to happen, right? You either need to make a decision for yourself that it's good or not for you, or sit back down honestly and say this is a for real conversation. When I say sit down, I mean whether it's Skype, whether it's Uvo, however it is that you're communicating, you need to say this is a real conversation. It's serious because it's serious to me. If your feelings are not validated in a relationship, then you're being disrespected, and you can only be disrespected continually if you allow the disrespect. Right? And everything you 
just said to me, I said to her. And then okay. you, you, you guys know what happens, right? I, the apologies yes. come. I'm going to work on it. Right. Of course. Right. It gets exactly. better for like two months, but then she falls back into that pattern. And then it reverts into right. it again. So right. that's like something that's already deep. That's deep about, center. Yeah. yeah, and like, she's and what she's saying to you is she knows you're not going to go anywhere because she has gotten it. You have made the habitual, um, yeah, the habitual acceptance of her behavior. So if you continue to allow somebody to do something, you're saying it's okay. Because anything that's not okay for you, guess what? You don't you don't say. If somebody kept this is how I, I've explained it. If I step on your foot and I stay there, and you say, hey, you're on my foot. Hey, you're on my foot. Hey, you're on my foot. But if I don't ever push you off of my foot or move my foot, then I'm accepting the pain of what you're giving me. All right. That's a good analogy. That's a great analogy. You you see what I mean? Hold on. We have a caller. I I, I brought you in, caller. It seems like you want to chime in because you you put your hand up real quick when this conversation (laughs) started. So tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hey, what's up, Jazzy? Hi. Your brother Harrison, how you doing? Hi, darling. Hey, well, Harrison, welcome to Loud Mind Radio. What's on our mind, brother, honey? Uh, yeah, I'm listening to this conversation. Uh, I want to let you guys know that I heard you uh, broadcasting last night on last night. Just I was working. Oh, wonderful. Couldn't come in on it, but I heard the doctor that called from San Francisco and all other people and the young lady that had that, you know. So I just want to let you know I will support you, but I just couldn't. Uh, awesome. Uh, but, yes. So do you have anything to say for our caller that's concerned about her relationship? Oh. I know for you me, do. I know you do. For, for me, I'm wondering now if if it's this way before she moves there. Mm-hmm. She hasn't moved. How, she's, she's planning I, I to say, move. When, I say when she, if she decides to move there. What what it's going to be like once she gets there? Because right now it sounds like a a bit of agitation in the relationship of what they have. If, if someone is always fickle and saying they don't have time for you or they don't want to talk about something right now, something is something is wrong somewhere. And if we they're not about we talk about ahead, things, but when it's the things that I feel is important key things to get us past one moment to the next, she she makes, she makes picks an argument, little dumb arguments, and it's I'll let it go, and I'll get off the phone, and I'll, let, I'll calm down because I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret. Well, sweet, and I then I'll go back to way. it. Right. Well, I think that's the fastest way to avoid the conversation. Uh, I don't, like they said earlier, I don't think that she's respecting the thing that you have on your mind. Relationship your and your feelings, feelings, right. Right. And my thing is we have to communicate. And if we don't communicate, then we don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? So right. Very I cool. can only imagine that she moved to the city where she was. I can only see it getting worse, the agitation getting worse. See, this is why, okay, she's going to be living in New Orleans and I'm going to be in Baton Rouge. We're still going to be an hour and a half apart on purpose. Now, uh-huh. can't do the household together thing right away. She has a teenager. Okay. And I mm. feel like I don't want to invade his space, like, right right away. 
So does okay, they, let me ask you this. I got to ask this question. Is she a open? Is she open as far as lifestyle? Yeah. We, yeah, okay. we've talked, I've talked to him, um, dinner and stuff like that. But when I have kids, my kids are grown. And I learned from my own mistake. I introduced an ex the wrong way. I did not take into consideration my child's feelings. And we we live together. My child was very unhappy. How old is the son? How old is he's he? He's 16 now. Oh, okay. He's not a baby. Right. He's 16. And I can tell her, you know, on this we agree. I'm not. We're not rushing into... We living it together. None of that. I need to be introducing him to his world so very is, slow. Is the son fully aware of his uh, mother's lifestyle mm-hmm. and all that good stuff? He's very okay. comfortable with it. He doesn't have a problem okay. with it. But he's an only okay. child. So it's just been him and his mom for a while. Okay, so, so there. She's so other yeah. females, but she's never moved anyone into the home because of him, because of one relationship that went south because the female didn't like her son. Got you. And we, look, guys, we got about another five, no, actually another about five minutes before we go into our next segment. I'm going to bring in this caller that is looking to speak with us. Um, you're welcome. You're on What's On Your Mind, Atlanta. Caller, where you, what's your name where you're calling from? Hello? Okay, New York, keep talking. I don't know. Somebody, went, they didn't say anything, so we're going to go keep going. So you, you're making the move to Baton Rouge. Have you already established your firm on that I've move? Done. I have jobs waiting for me. My son, oh, okay, 20, is coming with me. He has a job waiting. Okay. Everything is okay as far as that. It's just I can still relocate and not be in a relationship with her, and she doesn't understand how I'm able to do that. It, like I said, the wait a minute. You said that you're hurt. okay moving. Not being in a relationship with her. Yeah, I'm still gonna move. Okay. I love I love New Orleans. So you are. Oh, you already. Okay, that, so you are already right. good with the where you moving to. That I got was gonna you. be. Okay. That that was right. actually gonna be my question and my statement to you is one. Don't move to be in the relationship. Move Mm-mm. because you want to, and then just. Honestly, re readdress what it is that you want. My my thing is this: you have to have non-negotiables, and you have to have negotiables. And we'll end on this note because we're going to start our eight o'clock show. But stay tuned; we would love to have you on. But you have your non-negotiables that say, like, say for me, my non-negotiable because I've been there is that you are not going to abuse me emotionally, physically, financially, um, sexually. I'm not going to be abused. Period. You're going to hit me, it's over, it's no second chance, it's no third chance. It's because I've done that, been there, because I didn't love me enough to say this is a non-negotiable. So somebody else continued to do whether they wanted to do to me and with me. And then you have your negotiables. Okay, you throw your sock on the ground. Every time you come in, that's just where you drop your purse. Guess what? It's okay. It's okay because you know what? I can just pick that up. I can walk past. I can get over it. That is my negotiable. And I'm just giving you some basics. You have to set your ground rules. You have to set your your boundaries, not you establish hers for you. You establish yours, present that to her. She's going to establish hers and then present it to you. If you guys have common ground where you can get through it and pass it, then fine. But what you cannot do is allow somebody else to shun you, 
Belittle you, shut you up when you have a voice. If there's a certain time that you need to talk because you're at a distance and it's important to you, you need to let that be known. If it's not important, drop it. But don't always give in to anyone where you are not being heard or feeling validated. Say to that person, this is how this makes me feel when you do that. If they're not respecting that on a continual basis, then you need to check you. Don't get mad at her because whatever it is that you're doing, you are allowing that to be. And that's okay? what I say. When you said a minute ago, I always tell her I love me more enough to know that if this is not right, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to back well, away. Well, then you have to show and that. And I tell her this well, all the time. And she says, you gotta also she doesn't make that My mom well. was there, but mm-hmm. my father is the person that taught me what I know. And he made it very clear. It was four girls. There was no boys. You, if you accept anything from anybody, you'll never know your own happiness or who you're, who you're truly supposed to be. And I've held on to that my entire life. I've had past relationships that have failed, lack of communication, or it felt good, so I settled. I was younger then. Absolutely. I learned from my... And we got mates. another caller. We got another caller that's we, in live. I yeah. want to make sure that you're able to speak. So go ahead, New York. I'm listening to you. It's just, I don't know. If I didn't you love her, you if I wasn't truly in love with her, I, w- I would have walked away. I, w- I would have been... I wouldn't even committed in July. I would have walked away. But see, loving her means that you love you enough to respect you. Yeah. Let, let, me just, let me just tell you that. So you give it all you can, but what you don't do is give you away to the, to the degree that you're lost in the cause and not being respected. And that's no disrespect to her. I'm just saying set your boundaries. Set them. Set your ground rules. And then set your consequences. If this is not done, not ultimatums, this is not an ultimatum, this is a loving of yourself. So if you if you set those ground rules for yourself and then they are crossed and you say, I'm going to walk, don't keep threatening to walk and you stay. See, if I never say I'm walking, I just tell her, I just tell her I never threaten her. This, this, this is not working, then you leave. When you say, I'm done, then you're done. Now I'm done again and again and again. Right. Absolutely. And guys, this is what we, we're, we're, I'm right. I'm sorry, New York. I hope that helped. I it hope did. that we've helped them. You know what? We're going to make this be a part two tomorrow night. So make sure, New York, you call back in at 730 on What's On Your Mind Atlanta. We're going to continue this conversation. But we are actually preparing to go live for the premiere of The Legal Voice with attorney Valerie Vi, live on Loudmouth Radio. We're going to go to this quick little segment of a, a, a quick little break, and we're going to bring her in to bring this show live on Loudmouth Radio. And we're so happy for all our listeners that have tuned in and that is taking part in this broadcast. We are broadcasting live out of the uh, metro Atlanta area. So if you are listening to this actual broadcast, we want to encourage you to connect with us any way that you can. If you're listening online, we have our chat line open to where we can see your posted questions and respond to them. You can tweet us on uh, at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, and you can use the hashtag The Legal Voice in your comments. Also, we are also going to be able to take your calls at 347-826-7520. Tonight's show is awesome already. Do's and don'ts when you're stopped by the police. And I cannot begin to tell you how excited we are to have 
uh, Attorney Valerie Vibe be a part of our actual Limeoff Radio Network. So we're going to let this announcement play and uh, bring in Attorney Valerie Vibe. We appreciate everyone for tuning in, and we are live on Limeoff Radio. Have you heard? No, what's going on? Loudmouth Radio is getting ready to start this season back March 4, 2014. Really? I hadn't, I, I didn't know. Well, tune in. Starting March 4, 2014, Loudmouth Radio Network is coming back on with new shows, new content, special guests, features, and things you would not want to miss. Great media partners and content that you will just lose your head over. Remember, loudmouthradio.com. You are live on Loudmouth Radio. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to this beautiful premiere of The Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vi. And for all of you who are just now tuning in, we are broadcasting each and every Tuesday, every other Wednesday for the Loudmouth Legal Voice series. So we want to make sure that you're able to connect with us at loudmouthradio.com, at L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, you know what? I also lost my place here. <laughs> Loudmouthradio.com is spelled L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H radio.com. We want to make sure that you know to put the two Ds in when you actually are going online and typing in our show. Now, for you all that are tuning in for the first time to hear the legal voice, this show is a special series that we're so excited to bring. The show itself is a legal affairs show covering contemporary and relevant issues of current legislation that affects changes of existing law, employment law, divorce, domestic violence, criminal process in the community from a legal perspective. Now, while the show is not intended to give legal advice to any specific issue, it will give invaluable inner workings of the legal, excuse me, of the legal system. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce the world on Limeoff Radio to Attorney Valerie Vi. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Yes, as you said, this is Valerie Vibe. But before I get started, I really is pressing upon my heart to say thank you to Loudmouth Radio. I am very flattered that Loudmouth Radio chose me to do this segment as one of their hosts. It is wonderful to be able to speak to the public and share some of the things you should and should not do when approached by the police. It is my hope that this segment will be beneficial and arm laypersons with basic knowledge to avoid some very harsh consequences. Our lineup of shows will include those things that uh, Sunny Spoon indicated tonight, but I would like to take this opportunity as well. I have a very special colleague here with me today, and that is Sonia Compton. Sonia and I have been working together for many years. We have tried cases together, and I thought it would be only fitting to sit down with her and share this undertaking. Sonia is currently running for state court judge in Douglas County where we both practice, and I want to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about her professional endeavors and her candidacy for judge before we get this program started. Thank you, Valerie. I really appreciate this opportunity. I am so indebted to you. You're such a great friend, and again, I thank you. Well, as you just stated, my name is Sonia Compton, and I am running for state court judge in Douglas County, Georgia. I have been a practicing attorney for over 19 years, and I have practiced in all courts. That includes state court and federal courts, and I've handled all kinds of cases from personal injury cases, from family law, which includes divorce, child custody issues, uh, and I've also, of course, done 
criminal cases, which can range from misdemeanors to felonies. So in my 19-year career, I have practiced the entire gambit, pretty much, of uh, the legal profession. And right now, I believe it's time for me to serve the citizens of Douglas County by aspiring for a state court judge. Um, one of the things I think a judge should have and uh, should do is provide equal justice under the, under the law and that all citizens are treated in their courtroom with patience, civility, and respect. And if I am, of course, voted in, that is what I will do. Um, I also will respect everybody's time. A lot of people go to court, as you know, Valerie, and you sit up there all day and nothing gets accomplished. So if I'm elected, one of the things I'm going to do is take into consideration and respect the times of those litigants that are in my courtroom. Uh, I do have a Facebook page. It is Sonia Compton for Judge. I have a website, SoniaComptonForJudge.com, and um, I have a Twitter, Sonia for Douglas. So if you're out there, you can tweet me, you can hit me up on Facebook, like my page, and you can check out my qualifications on SoniaComptonForJudge.com. Again, I thank you for this opportunity and letting me plug. Well, it's just not a plug, um, Sonia. I want people to know that we're trying to provide a service here by giving lay people some do's and don'ts, and I want them to know that um, the guidance that we're trying to provide and service to the community is not coming from someone who hasn't had the experience. You know, I um, have been here for a while. I've actually been practicing in Georgia for the last 12 years, and I have I was in Maryland prior to that, doing um, what I'm doing now as person. Maryland, I was a prosecutor, so this criminal law segment is a little dear to my heart. And um, just to get started, we're going to give you the top five things that you should do when you're, um, I guess you would say, encountered um, by the police, because stop kind of indicates a traffic stop. Um, and there's also the tensionary stops that happen when people are on foot. So I think it might be better to distinguish those, um, if you would agree, and give me some of the things that you would um, think not to do when stopped by um, police. Well, first of all, the first thing I would suggest, if it's a traffic stop, and typically a traffic stop means you're getting a ticket, um, you pull over. Oftentimes, an officer comes to you and asks for your driver's license and insurance information. Be polite. Provide that information immediately. I think that is very, very important. Um, some people want to know why they're pulled over, and that's fine. You can ask. But the first thing you do is provide them with your license and insurance information if you have it. Well, you know, I um, often say that that's a very difficult thing to do, but officers oftentimes want you to succumb to their authority, and at that time, they are operating on the color of law, and it would be very beneficial to have that encounter be as pleasant as possible. Oftentimes, officers don't deserve it, but um, I have seen quite a few cases where they get, for no you know, better term, no legal term, they just get pissed off, and then they try to add a resisting charge to you. So... I um, would concur that the best thing to do is to um, be polite. I guess my next thing would um, be to also say, please, people, do not give false information. 
That is definitely, definitely true. I've asked represented people. In fact, I always tell people this story. There was a lady got pulled over. She was a little upset for being pulled over. And uh, they asked her, what's your name? And she got smart. She said, put in tame. Um, <laughs> and because of that, she got in charge of giving a false name. And she was charged with that. Of course, she had given the false name, even though it was in jest, and she was angry. And But she ended up being placed on probation for 12 months for saying that. So always, um, I always encourage my clients and anyone I talk to, uh, give correct information. Your name, your address. Don't give them your brother's license because you look alike. And I've, been, I've referenced people that have done that. Um, Give them your name um, and any other information that they ask for that they're entitled to. And, and getting back to the be polite, it's always best to diffuse a situation that could become hostile by being polite. Uh, and I always say, even if the police officer is not, um, police officers have a very um, stressful job, and anyone at times can, can act. Anyway, what we may deem to be inappropriate, but they deal with safety issues and and crimes all the time. So even if they are not acting uh, as you would expect them to or would like them to, please be polite and cooperate as far as giving them your license and and for any truthful information that they're entitled to. And we'll get to the entitled to a little bit later. (laughs) You know, I... um know that it's a lot of ground to cover, but one of the things in reference to giving false name and false information is I had an individual to come in, and he was simply charged with possession of marijuana. And when he said giving the brother's information, he actually went into booking when he was arrested and wrote his brother's name. And that led to a felony charge when he only had a simple charge of marijuana, which is a misdemeanor, and ended up with a forgery charge. So when we say please give the correct information, ID, Social Security number, and by all means do not sign someone's name on any of your um, booking papers. So I guess that would be the easiest way to escalate your case from a misdemeanor to a felony without having even committed um, another crime. Mm-hmm. Another thing I say, and people kind of laugh, when the officer's behind you, pull over as soon as you possibly can to avoid an obstruction charge or, and it, it, and, or a fleeing and eluding charge. I had people that were uh, blue-lighted and... They just did not stop, and they just drove and drove and drove. They finally pulled over, and they claimed, well, we didn't know. Well, they were charged with fleeing and eluding, even though they were not driving fast, they were not speeding, they were still given that charge because they drove, uh, I would say, a couple of miles. Now, I understand if you're on a back road and you're not absolutely sure, what I would suggest is turn your flashes on, drive slowly until you can get to a well-lit area, and then pull over and explain that to the officer. You can also dial 911 and let them know that I'm being pulled over by the officer. I'm not trying to, to uh, flee and elude. I'm not trying to get away. I would like to get to a well-lit area. 
and that way you can avoid being charged with running or obstruction or fleeing in a booty. Listening audience, we want to, I just want to pause right here and let you know that you can call in if you have any questions, and that call-in number will be 347-826-7520. Once again, that's 347-826-7520. We really would like to hear from you. Perhaps you could share some of your experiences and perhaps ask a question um, if something has happened that you didn't understand, and we'll try to explain it to you as best as we can in this type of setting as we continue to um, go through what we consider to be some do's and don'ts from an introductory perspective on when you have encountered with the police. And once again, I want you all to understand that we're talking about traffic stops as well as on-foot encounters. Traffic stops generally mean that a crime has occurred. Either you have tapped the line, as they say, failing to maintain lane, broken headlight, don't have your lights on a certain time of day. All of these things indicate that a crime has been committed and they are entitled to stop you. The other one would be the what's known as the Terry stop or the stop and frisk when you are walking in a neighborhood and you encounter um, the police. We're trying to distinguish those from you. If we lose you at any time, please, please um, let us know that you have a question. And once again, that number is 347-826-7520. Once again, 347-826-7520. I believe we ended with... Um, do not run or fling in a looting. Um, one of the things that I would like to add is, you know, one of the things you cannot do, people, you cannot talk your way out of it. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I just have to ask my clients, you know, why didn't you just shut up? Sometimes you talk and you either lie or make them ask you more encounters, sometimes they will let you go with the warning, believe it or not, they will. But when you try to talk out of it and outsmart them, they've told most of your stories before. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to say be quiet and let the, you know, the procedure go as it is, give all the necessary information, and um, shut up. <laughs> Silence is golden. <laughs> the other thing that I would suggest, oftentimes, for no reason, uh, sometimes police officers ask, can they search your vehicle? And my suggestion would always be no. If they felt if they have probable cause, the proper pr procedure would be to go and obtain a warrant from a judge. Now, of course, if they try to do that, you may have to sit on the side of the road but oftentimes they won't even go through that because they don't have uh, what we call the probable cause for it. So there's no reason to consent to a search. I've had clients who consented to a search. They had a little marijuana in the car, and it went from getting a speeding ticket to going to jail uh, for a misdemeanor amount of, of marijuana. And it's only because they consented. Now you have a caller on hold too, sweetheart, okay? Okay. Um, we have a caller coming in. Um, can we get the caller to pass through with this time? Caller, you're live. 
I can't hear the caller. Is the caller online? Go ahead. It appears they hung up, honey. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I believe we were talking about the probable cause of um, the search warrant and not allowing them to search your vehicle. Oftentimes now they try to, uh, in my experience anyway, that to alleviate the step of getting a judge to grant them a warrant or to indicate that they believe a crime has um, taken place, they will oftentimes call the dogs when it's um, drugs and have them sniff your vehicle um, to see if they can um, get a hit. This is a very tricky part of the law because oftentimes these hits, that they say the dog hit may or may not be true, but we'll save that for another episode. But I'm just saying make the police officers do the work and don't make it easy and be as um, unconfrontational, at least confrontational as you can so that this encounter will not take a turn for the worst. Um, the most common traffic stops that we have, however, are the failure to maintain lanes due to um, DUI. And oftentimes people do not know their rights um, during a stop that involves the DUI. And I'm going to um, let Sonia um, discuss that for a while and see if we can get this um, caller back. So most often um, on a DUI stop, you're pulled over, and the officer, um, typically they ask you, have you been drinking? And I would say 99.9% of my clients say I had a couple of drinks. Everybody has a couple, a couple of beers, a couple of drinks. Well, that couple of beers, a couple of drinks, <laughs> and you're admitting that, uh, give them the officers the right to ask you, to submit to a, and typically on the side of the road, it's called an alpha sensor. And what that does, it's a device that you uh, actually blow into the device, and it will detect whether or not there's alcohols on your breath. It does not tell what the rate of the amount or the reading is, but gay, uh, false, or negative, a positive or, or negative reading as to whether there's alcohol. Uh, once that's done, the officers typically ask you, will you consent to a breathalyzer? And they read you, um, it's called the implied consent card. And they have to read you that. And this card, uh, to sum it up, is basically explaining your rights to you that Georgia law requires that all licensed drivers consent upon request to having a breathalyzer test. Failure to do so could uh, result in your license being suspended for a year. Sonia, if I could just break in there, mm -hmm. you do not have to take this test. You do not. However, this is a little part of the law that a lot of people do not understand. You are granted the right to drive based on laws and freeways of the state of Georgia, which is a civil matter. So when you don't take this test, and you are subsequently found guilty, your license could be suspended from the state of Georgia for one year. That is true. Now, there's also a criminal aspect of driving under the influence in which if found guilty, you can be incarcerated for drinking and driving under the influence for up to one, one year. year. 
it is a misdemeanor unless you committed this crime for more than three times in a 10-year span, and then they call you a habitual offender. Now, I just want everyone to understand that that breathalyzer test has all kind of ramifications to it. But just for simplicity's sake, if you are under 21 and you take that test and you blow greater than a .02, the government or the prosecution can presume that you were under the influence. It's a statutory, and once they show that you blew over .02 for a person under 21, you're in trouble. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> now, if you're over the age of 21 and you blow higher than a .08, the presumption is statutorily that you are under the influence while operating that motor vehicle. And just for kicks, the legislator added a third class of person, the commercial drivers. Commercial drivers generally are over 21, but to drive a big rig truck, they want to make sure that you're not under the influence. All that weight and tonnage, they say if you are .04 or greater, then you are presumptuously over the legal limit in which to operate a motor vehicle. Hopefully that clears it up because driving under the influence, a lot of people simply doesn't know what that means because, you know, everyone has an Uncle Ned who's probably driven all the time from all the um, barbecues and everything. But if Uncle Ned gets stopped and he blows greater than a .08 over the age of 21, he will be presumptively found to be driving the car under the influence. And, and another thing, a lot of people, a lot of my clients come in and say, well, Ms. Compton, I wasn't drunk. Being drunk is not the measure to determine whether or not you're under the influence to drive on Georgia roads. It's whether or not you have taken the breathalyzer, uh, you have registered a .08 or more. So you can have a .0, a .10, and you feel that you're okay, you're not stumbling, you're not slobbering, you're not falling over, but that is enough in and of itself, just the reading in and of itself for you to be charged and, in fact, you can actually be charged for DUI less safe if you're under 08 and the officer believes that your driving, let's just say you failed to maintain lane, uh, made you less safe on the road. And that could also result in a DUI charge, even though you're under the legal limit. So what I advise people is don't drink and drive. <laughs> um, I would just like to add to that. We often see where people are talking great on tape. They, we didn't get to see the stop, so the police can say that they were weaving or whatever. However, the facts have to match up. So when the police officer says, you tore up all the trash cans in the neighborhood and did all of this that we can't see, and you get out of the car and your speech is not slurred, you don't appear to have shot eyes, and you're speaking clearly and articulate, he wants to make his case. So what he will do is employ a very, very, it's very subjective, 
when they do it, and oftentimes they aren't trained, they will ask you to do a series of field sobriety tests. People, you do not have to take these field sobriety tests. Do not give them ammunition to prosecute you for DUI. You do not have to take these. You look at me and you have this look on your face. I had to get it out. Please <laughs> tell them, please. <laughs> Tests are not uh, mandatory. They are, in fact, most of the county officers will ask you, will you do this? And most people will comply with officers and say yes. And they're simple tests. I mean, it's like, hey, it's um, a test called a walk and turn where you take so many steps, turn around, and come back. Hmm. Okay, most people feel they can do it. The other one is a hand to nose where you put your hand to your nose, and there's a, the nystagmus test. Now, that is one where the officer uses the little pen, and you need to follow the pen from left to right. The pen has a little light on it. Tests are, are, are very simple, uh, but those tests are used to prosecute you in trial if it gets to that point, if the officer believes that you failed those tests. And I don't think I've ever had a DUI case where the officer said my client did not fail um, those field sobriety tests. Uh, oftentimes the juries didn't believe it and ruled in favor of my clients, but um, they still had to go through that process to, uh, to, to be acquitted. I don't know, but I think we're going to um, have to take a moment here and pay the bills and do a loud mouth radio commercial. Um, we'll be back in just a second. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on LoudmouthRadio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706 363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. Have you heard? No, what's going on? Loudmouth Radio is getting ready to start this season back March 4, 2014. Really? I hadn't, I, I didn't know. Well, tune in. Starting March 4, 2014, Loudmouth Radio Network is coming back on with new shows, new content, special guests, Features and things you would not want to miss. Great media partners and content that you will just lose your head over. Remember, LimeOffRadio.com. Well, that's great. I wanted to, um, after the commercial, to touch on, we can come back to DUI because it's some other information that we want to cover. However, I don't want us to um, forget that there's also a police encounter where we call it the Terry Stop, where you're being detained, and um, this detention generally um, means that the police officers, quite frankly, are fishing. They see you as a 
you know, odd spot, high crime area, which they love because, you know, that gives them their reasonable, articulable suspicion. Um, you have on a hoodie, you have, it's late at night. You know, all the things that happen with profiling, this is the area where that comes in. And um, I will turn it over to Sonia, but I want you all to know that you have rights on these types of stops as well. Um, but I want to go back to please be polite, do not argue, and unless there is more than just reasonable um, articulation, they are not supposed to search or frisk your person. And they can do a, a, a slight search, I guess, to make sure there are no weapons, you know, a pat-down type search to make sure that you have no weapons. But these uh, stops is, and, and typically what I have found is people walking late at night, uh, groups of guys walking together, uh, they in, are encountered by the police. Um, most of the time they're just hanging out. I call them the hanging out stops. And police want to know, what are you doing? Why are you hanging out in this neighborhood at night, you know? Um, because, you know, a lot of crimes happen at night, burglaries, and you have a lot of young people that sometimes are involved. So they're stopped. Um, oftentimes these, these type stops are escalated by the people who are stopped. Um, I, had, I was in court last week. A young man was there. Um, he was walking with some folks. Police pulled him over. I would then pull them over, ask them where they were going. They said they were going home. I said, okay. Walked a little bit further. Police stopped him again and uh, asked him a question. He takes off running. Of course, police gets out, catches him. He's charged with obstruction. He's charged with obstruction for running from the officer. And that's unfortunate because that could have been avoided. And what I tell people, this is what I suggest. If they ask you your name, give them your name. Where are you going? If you're close to home, I'm going home. If not, you don't have to tell the police where you're going. They say where you come from. You don't have to tell them where you, you, you come from. Um, if there's been a crime committed in the area, then they may can ask you a few questions. But you do not have to tell them anything other than your name. You give them your name, they can run a check on you. So... If you do, uh, and if they stop you for too long, you can ask, am I free to go? Because that is very important. Um, am I free to go? If they say no, well, it's gone beyond a little terrorist stop. It's, it has escalated, and we're not getting into that. Uh, it's gone from uh, how you doing to a, you can't leave. It's called being detained for a longer period of time. But it is just very important. <laughs> a lot of things can be avoided. <laughs> know how to deal with the police, and as I always say, be polite, answer questions that, that you are required to answer, and then move on. Move on. And everybody has cell phones nowadays. And I tell people, if you think you're being harassed, get your recorder. Well, Sonia, um, stole my thunder a little bit on that one, but I've had a, um, a client to come into my office and he did everything we have indicated to you not to do. He talked too much. He was trying to be overly compliant, and he actually told them where he had been. And 
I don't know whether it was his attitude or if it was the police hunch, but when he told him, the police, where he had been that evening, which you do not have to say, he got on the radio, and he was about a mile and a half from the location. He was not under suspicion for that. But he said he had gone to this party, and they called, and he actually met to this description of a, of a person who had done a robbery. And if he had just asked the police officer, Am I free to leave? The police officer probably would have said yes because he had him on nothing. If the police officer says you're not free to leave, then that means you're being detained. And once you're being detained, there are certain rights that are attached to that stop. You no longer have to talk to him if you've already been detained. Once again, don't try to talk yourself out of it. Be compliant and move on. If it escalates beyond just a, a brief stop, that is what we call an arrest. Even if you're not in handcuffs, that is considered an, an arrest uh, under the law, and there should be probable cause. Um, go ahead. It should be probable cause to do that. Another trick that they try, and most people, it's very uncomfortable to be stopped by the police. So they'll get on the phone and they'll call all these officers. And you assume that you're not free to leave. And then you assume trying to be compliant. Excuse me, I'm being um, accused. I have a caller. Caller, are you there? Hello, caller? Go ahead, Val. I guess they're okay. I'm not able to hear the caller. Don't worry. Go ahead. You guys are doing great. Okay. I, um, but if, if, I don't care if it's 50 police cars there, you ask. Call someone on your phone and speed dial and say, am I free to leave? If they say no and you stop talking, that's what you do. Just absolutely stop talking because if you're not free to leave, you're being detained. If you are free to leave, and there's 50 cars there. You walk through all 50 of the lights and, and, and go home. But that is some of the tactics that they do, a strong arm tactics, so that they can use everything you say, gain information, and they never even had a reasonable, articulable suspicion to stop you um, in the first place. I believe there's a few other things we wanted to talk about um, with DUI. And one of the things... Um, and I think I, I mentioned it early, earlier, is just because you feel okay doesn't mean that you are okay. Um, I've had people um, who were charged with DUI, and then we get the video, as, as Valerie stated earlier, and just looking at the field sobriety test that they took, I mean, they could not perform the test at all. And sometimes you can't provi- uh, perform the test because you have an old injury or you have arthritis like I do, or you're just not very well coordinated. And those are used against you. And just because you were, even though you were under the legal limit, which is .08, you did not do well on the field sobriety test, and you may have hit the line or you may have been speeding, 
that results, unfortunately, into a DUI less safe uh, to drive type of DUI. So it is always, if you've had anything to drink or, or if you decide to take the field sobriety test, just let them know if you have any type of disability whatsoever. Let them know from the beginning, because typically these things are on tape, and it's best to, to tell them from the beginning than to tell your attorney later on that you have it. And then we have to try to uh, convince everybody that uh, you forgot to tell the police at that time. But Well, I'm just going to say after that happens, and let's say the encounter did not work out for your favor, and they indicated that they believed that you were operating this motor vehicle under the influence, perhaps you blew and you blew over the legal limit, and they're going to, of course, arrest you, take your um, driver's license, but they're going to give you a form where you can drive for 30 days. Now, this is what gets most of my clients who are not very proactive. When you get that permit to drive for 30 days, you only have 10 days, repeat, 10 days, file for a hearing before the ALS, and it's called the ALS hearing. You have only 10 days to do that. Now they put in a wrinkle, which a lot of people don't know, and unfortunately some attorneys don't know. You used to just mail that in and say, I want a hearing. And when I spoke with you earlier about the state ramifications as well as the criminal ramifications, if you do not ask for that in 30 days, you can no longer drive. And it might take a year for you to go to court on the DUI misdemeanor charge itself. So here you are, 11 months, not able to go to work, take your children to the babysitter and all the things that you need your driver's license for because you failed to apply for the ALS hearing. And at that hearing, and you... Most, most certainly would need an attorney, but at that hearing, oftentimes the police officer does not show up. It is vital that you file that with a $150 check now for ALS hearing. If the police officer doesn't show up, they will not suspend your driver's license at the end of the 30 days and you will be able to drive into your criminal aspect of the DUI is taken care of. And I think it's important that everybody realizes you have to pay that $150 for a hearing, which I personally have a problem with because it seems to me you're being penalized and you haven't been found guilty of anything. And, but Georgia law says um, driving on their roads is a privilege, and if you are suspected to the point that you are arrested for a crime of DUI, and you even if you object, object, object to it, if you have to pay $150 just to have a hearing on whether or not, um, not whether you're guilty or innocent, but whether or not your license should be suspended up and until you go to trial on the actual criminal case. And if you go to trial or plead guilty, your license are suspended at that time. However, you're entitled to what they call a certificate of first offense. You can get a temporary license, which will allow you to drive, to work, and 
well, well, to work, to the doctor, just um, places that you absolutely have to go to. Um, that is probably the most significant thing that I would like to highlight and bring to your attention. Um, if it's your first DUI in 10, um, you can be incarcerated for 10 days to a year. It's mandatory that you serve 24 hours. That is not discretionary. You must do 24 hours in jail. Um, I often tell people that when they have family who says, oh, I want to get them out and bond them out right now. I say, well, you'll bond them out, and then when the case comes, if he's blown um, the requisite amount and he was, was found guilty, they're going to have to go back to jail. So perhaps it would be prudent to let them stay there for 24 hours so when the case, the criminal part of the case is over, that they will not have to go back. And, yes, judges will send you back for 10, 12, 14 hours if you bonded out um, 10 hours later. If it's your second DUI in 10 years, you can be sentenced up to 90 days, but there's a mandatory 72 hours. Third DUI, as I indicated before, is your habitual offender, and you can um, serve up to 125, um, 120 days in jail, but it's a mandatory 15. Anything... Um, you would like to add to that as we um, round out our first segment of the legal voice. No, I think that pretty much covered it. Um, and again, like I said, I thank you for allowing me to be on the show tonight. It has been truly a pleasure, and I look forward to, uh, to another invite, hopefully. Um, of course, we're going to, um, I guess we'll see, um, we have many calls in the queue. I hope to get some feedback from my listeners. Perhaps the next um, segment we will, um, I guess, touch on a few things that they've asked us to or asked me to and highlight those. And I will go a little bit into the um, criminal process from the time of that arrest and, and um, what happened. Um, maybe I'll do it in two segments. We'll see whether we can do it with um, the civil and the contrast. We'll do criminal separate from civil altogether. But it has been a pleasure to um, speak with you all this evening. Once again, thank you to Loudmouth Radio. Um, I look forward to talking with you all in a, in a couple of weeks. Take care. Have you heard? No, what's going on? Loudmouth Radio is getting ready to start this season back March 4, 2014. Really? I hadn't, I, I didn't know. Well, tune in. Starting March 4, 2014, Loudmouth Radio Network is coming back on with new shows, new content, special guests, features, and things you would not want to miss. Great media partners and content that you will just lose your head over. Remember, loudmouthradio.com. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on loudmouthradio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. 
Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. You have been listening to The Legal Voice with attorney Valerie Vi on Loudmouth Radio Network. We want to make sure that you've had an opportunity to post your questions, comments, and anything that you may would like to have uh, brought to attention during the show to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudmouthradio. You also can email us directly off our website at loudmouthradio.com. And always remember to put the two Ds into Loudmouth when you're actually posting it into your computer. You also can follow us at Twitter and Instagram at Loudmouth and Attorney Valerie Vi Law on Twitter. This has been an awesome opportunity. We want to thank our guest, um, Attorney Sonya Compton. We want to wish her the best in regards to her drive to becoming a state court attorney, excuse me, state court judge in Douglas County. Uh, this actual broadcast has been brought to you by the Bearheads Dream Wedding Expo, which is happening June 15, 2014. You can find out more details online at BearheadsWeddingExpo.com. We want to thank you for listening and also encourage you to tune in to our show tomorrow night as I come in live with in the studio with Sonny. It's going to be a great show. We have a great lineup uh, ahead of you with Tracy Wilson with the Terrell Wilson Foundation as well as Kelsey Stringer, who is the wife of NFL um, uh, NFL player Corey Stringer, who died in 2001. So this show is going to be something you're not going to want to miss. We're going to broadcast again and start off our pre-show with What's On Your Mind Atlanta at 7.30, followed by In the Studio with Sonny. If you're just tuning in, don't, don't be deterred. The actual show will become archived. About 15 minutes after we come off air, you can actually listen to that show directly at loudmouthradio.com. For all of those who are techie people, make sure you download the app Stitcher Radio to your phone if you have an iPhone or Android. You actually can reach us um, also on that app, which will come on your phone, as well as in your car dash in your car dashboard to over 4 million in-car dashboard listeners. Just put in Loudmouth Radio Network, and you should be able to archive our shows. So we want to thank each and every one for participating in our shows tonight. It has been an awesome evening. And I think that you will find uh, that you're going to learn a lot from this broadcast. So we want to thank we want to thank Attorney Valerie Vi for being the best correspondent uh, with this new series. And we're looking forward to hearing um, this is part one of a six series. So we're looking forward to this audience growing. And make sure you share share it and tell a friend. And uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. And we'll listen out for you again 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on Live Mouth Radio. Get in the apartment one second, man.